0: to episode 75. 3 quarters of the way to 100. You're listening to Movies in 4K and I am Bill Shetty
1: and I'm Lady Phantom.
0: And the Phantom is going to give you a little teaser right now what we're going to be covering.
1: The main actor in this movie induced dehydration for 48 hours prior to filming shirtless scenes to lose water weight he has claimed that it's not safe please don't do it at home and it's you know not in general a good idea but that's what he did and he also did it for another movie in which he was nominated for best actor
0: awesome are you wondering what it is did you read the title of the episode (laughs) probably hope you didn't (laughs) because we're gonna get it rolling right now 2017, we are covering Logan. And you might be asking yourself, hey, Bill Shetty, once upon a time you stated you're not covering two of the same movies in a franchise. Well, the Phantom coerced me into (laughs) saying that this is not an X Men film.
1: No, I didn't say that. I said it's not a sequel. And it is not. It was written to be based in 2029 on purpose to make it not have conflicts with prior x-men movies but the director stated that it's supposed to be its own movie so it's not a sequel that's it
0: but is it in the franchise is it the same character's yes well she talked me into it so here we go we got logan it's listed in four genres action drama sci-fi and thriller yeah no fantasy (laughs) no (laughs) i don't
1: know why no
0: it's fantasy but i'm cool with it i'm good with those four genres all right directed by who
1: james mangold who also directed the wolverine in 2013 and more recently, Ford versus Ferrari. And also he directed Hugh Jackman in um, Kate and Leopold. Like, ooh.
0: Is the Wolverine an
1: X-Men movie too? Yeah.
0: From the X-Men franchise?
1: Well, it's from his story. So, yeah.
0: Okay. Why does this guy get its own story and none of the others do?
1: Uh, well, I don't know. You would have to ask them. But I think ever since the franchise started... He was the character that called, like, I don't know. He was, like, the most interesting character. And, I mean, people loved him. So, But
0: these are based on comic books. Is it just the yes. Logan comic book?
1: Yeah, this is based on the story that is called Old Man Logan, actually.
0: All right. Before we get to the synopsis, why don't you name a few of the stars, Lady Phantom?
1: All right. We have Hugh Jackman, <laughs> of course, the one and only. Patrick Stewart, Daphne Keen, Boyd Holbrook, Stephen Merchant, and others.
0: <laughs> well, you went three names too far, if you ask me, who are them people? But no, anyway. they are
1: important.
0: Yeah, how important are they?
1: Very, I mean. <laughs> Maybe
0: to the story, but they're not names that people will recognize, are they?
1: Well, well Daphne Keen, no, because I, th- I don't know, but I think this is her first movie or something. But Stephen Merchant, he is a well-known comedian. He was
0: the main bad guy with the robot arm.
1: No, he was the albino guy.
0: Oh, Um, yeah, Holbrook, the main guy, guy,
1: Boyd Holbrook. He was in the series Narcos.
0: All right. So read that synopsis.
1: In a future where mutants are nearly extinct, an elderly and weary Logan leads a quiet life. But when Laura, a mutant child pursued by scientists, comes to him for help, he must get her to safety.
0: Okay, I gotta lean on Phantom a little bit. Now, this movie's straightforward, so we're gonna walk this through, and I can cover that. But we need some background here. This movie came out after which X-Men movie?
1: This movie came out after X-Men Apocalypse. That was 2016. So... and it
0: ties in none whatsoever no
1: not in in no way whatsoever this movie is its own movie and of course it has ties to previous movies like you see a prop of a katana on a wall that was on the wolverine and stuff but
0: in theory hugh jackman could come back in between certain years and portray wolverine in another x-men movie
1: well in mere theory because he stated very finally that this was his his last appearance as wolverine
0: well money talks and you know movies down the road 10 years who knows he
1: did say if they were to make a crossover between deadpool and wolverine that he might reprise the role but that would be pretty much the the only way
0: Yeah, well, money talks a decade down the road when they're not making any money. But anyway, this movie starts with Logan. He's down and out. He is a limo driver of a futuristic Chrysler 300 limo. (laughs) Yeah. You know it's a 300, and there's actually very slight modifications, like with some LEDs they did on the taillights and... The front looks a little different, but it's obvious it's a Chrysler 300. I like Chrysler 300s, by the way. But he is almost like a bum. He's addicted to drugs and alcohol.
1: He is a drunk, but the drugs are not for him.
0: So we get this opening scene here where he's crashed in his limo and some Mexicans, Lady Phantom, are stealing... The hubcaps off his car (laughs) and he wakes up and we have a little action scene right here. Yeah. From here, we meet this one woman who is from Mexico City. I don't know if she really is, but in the movie she is. And she scouts out this guy is looking for Wolverine because she feels he's the only one that can help. Now, let me say we're in the year 2029. In this world this movie takes place, there supposedly is no more mutants. Yeah. They have all passed, gone away.
1: They're all but extinct, yeah.
0: Right. So we have Logan hiding out, basically, and this woman tracks him down because there was something with a newspaper article that this limo driver looked like wolverine so she needs his help and she has a little girl and this is when the story breaks open a little bit here and he don't want to have anything to do with her and actually his whole attitude in this whole movie is he's just tired and fed up it's almost like why is he living you know he's just completely absorbed and resigned to life
1: yeah and i mean he is taking care of someone and i think that's pretty much the only thing that keeps him going right
0: and who is that lady finn
1: professor xavier yeah charles xavier played by patrick stewart right who is suffering from some kind of brain degeneration but him being a person whose brain is his power that is very dangerous
0: yes and that is crucial to the story he's taking medication to squash these seizures because when he has a seizure everything is chaotic yeah like people die it's this weird shaking effect they're showing in the movie and loud noises it's really hard to equate but it makes sense when you're watching the movie yeah. it's hard to actually describe what's going on though
1: yeah it's like this guy he has always had the power let's say to like make everyone stop on their tracks while something else happens like he has the power of mind to do that But this thing that is happening to him, the seizures are a corruption of that power. So he could pretty much kill people.
0: Right. Now, I will say right up front here, I only seen Days of Future Past. I know nothing else of the X-Men franchise. So I knew very little of the characters, what powers they have. We just covered for a fan x-men days of future past i don't really even personally remember the movie that well even now and it was only a few months ago contextually i just want to state that i think this movie stands on its own i didn't need any backstory and matter of fact i think i only asked the phantom one thing while this long movie is going on two hours and 20 minutes Of what is that? Like, I didn't understand one thing. It was only one time, right? Yes. And that had to do with some sort of powerful drug or something. But outside of that, for anyone out there that hasn't seen the X-Men or isn't completely absorbed and knows everything about it, I think this movie, you will understand. What say you?
1: I agree. It stands on its own.
0: Okay, so let's move it ahead a little bit we see that logan has patrick stewart which is what's his name in the movie
1: charles xavier
0: xavier he's got him like out in the middle of nowhere and then there's this other mutant the albino guy which his name is what Caliban. and this guy his whole power is just being able to sense where other mutants are yeah So we have that and we see that Logan's taking care of Xavier and he exclaims to Logan like some sort of vision like he's trying to tell him that there's other mutants out there because Logan and everybody else thinks the mutants are gone and while they don't show a vision like he senses this. And Logan's like adamant, no, it's done. They're all gone. And this guy don't want to have anything to do with it. But he does decide to take a job with this woman that's so adamant to help her out and a little girl. And then he becomes intertwined with this woman and this thing he has to do <laughs> I'm trying to tap dance around some things here not to give it away because once you know a couple key things in this movie it would spoil it if you haven't seen it but he does end up getting the girl and this girl is shocking in a way she has powers
1: yeah she's a mutant
0: and she's a very similar mutant Mm -hmm. (laughs) and she's badass actually and she's young she's 12 yep well she's actually 12 when she was in this i don't know what age she was supposed to be portrayed
1: yeah she was 11 i think but the one thing
0: i think we can say Phantom. i think this is pretty key to the story is that there is this company in mexico city that's trying to make their own mutants for soldiers for killing machines
1: yeah and the name is alkali Transigen, and uh, those who watched x2 know that alkali has deep and very close relation let's say with the place where logan got the adamantium put on his bones
0: oh so that shed some light for you yeah okay i don't want to touch more into that but I will say that they're all starting with kids. They want to (laughs) grow them into machines, emotionless, basically. Well, there comes to be a problem there and they have to go another way with science because it didn't turn out like they thought. So the whole movie, you got this clan of people coming after Logan and the little girl. They really want the little girl. They don't care about Logan, really. Would you say that? Yeah. And he starts getting more involved, and even though he's not showing emotion, you can tell he's becoming a little more attached to her. And also, Xavier's really pushing him to take care of this girl. We have a lot of showdowns here. Some big climaxes. Were you shocked where this movie ended up on your first watch Phantom?
1: Not really, because I had heard how the comic ended. So no, it didn't really And they me. always
0: go by how the comic is. They no, 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 always
1: not always, but I had heard that this story or this storyline was important because that happened. So
0: Right. And the one other key fact I'd like to describe with this story is this little girl and the mother they take one of the x-men comics and they're supposed to be this eden this place they can go and grow and be free basically and without having to worry about people killing them and coming after them and that's a really crucial part to this too it plays in a couple different sections here they're trying to get to this place that came from a comic book basically and logan finds this out and it's a bane a contention in several scenes here now we do get a huge showdown at the end with this a lot of action scenes in this i'd say and there was some side areas too, phantom i don't want to touch on much but They help out this one family on a ranch. This is like a 30-minute scene, actually, where they actually stay overnight one night, and there's some chaos with locals there. I don't know if it was necessary, some of these scenes. What did you think of that part?
1: I like them because I think they stopped a little i mean it's not that that i like them because they stopped the action but it was a little rest and maybe to give exposition to the fact that logan is human i mean he he does long for quiet and peace and a regular life even though it's the last thing he can have so i didn't mind it
0: and you will probably be able to answer this right away in this movie it always seems and maybe with all of them that he gets involved in these situations always and he don't want to be is that a running gag with this story
1: oh (laughs) not really i mean well the thing is that he is not a a person that will happily go into situations but I mean, in Days of Future Past, he does volunteer to do something that nobody else could but do. But he's for not example. really a
0: crime fighter. He don't seek this stuff out and want to do justice. It's like no. he gets sucked into these situations yeah. that he don't want to be in.
1: Yeah. And he, I mean, he has lived for a long, long time and he just like he is pretty much done. But he is a good man at heart so he he just can't stand by when something horrible is happening while knowing he can help
0: Yeah, i guess that but his attitude in the movies i've seen in the x-men doesn't portray that he's some great person to me no. he's very cocky
1: no i mean he is good at heart but he is not, like, He's not the happiest person or right. sentimental. So I he, mean, he did have moments in where he showed sentimentality when he fell in love and everything. But everything seems to have gone awry for him. So, I think he just chooses not to get attached. At some point in the movie, even says, bad things happen to the people I care about. So i mean that's a thing for him when he has cared about someone like things go wrong or he thinks it's in that fashion so he chooses not to get attached
0: right now there's one other big twist here with this other mutant that they enhanced i don't want to say what it is phantom but it was probably the coolest scenes in the movie to me with those battles you know what i'm talking about
1: yeah well i mean with another mutant that they actually manufactured yeah
0: right and that's all i want to say about that now i'm done with the story do you have anything you'd like to cover
1: well i i would like just to mention that this was the first superhero movie that was actually nominated for an academy award for best adapted screenplay and that is a huge feat for a superhero movie, I think.
0: You would call this a superhero movie?
1: Well, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, yeah.
0: <laughs> really? Okay. Because that's really treading a thin line to me. Because this guy is no hero.
1: Okay, the the movies that are called superhero movies, it, I mean, I, I understand that the Wolverine is not exactly your typical superhero, but like in the movies that you would call superhero movies and this is one of them because people have powers then yeah it was the first one
0: all right what technicals you want to cover lady phantom i want to start with the cgi mixed baggery here some of the gunshot wounds okay the last one we covered was pitifully bad that we talked about 300 well not the last one months ago but this one, some of it looked good. Some of it looked fake. Not as fake as 300 because it wasn't blown out in this wild color. But, you know, it was hit or miss, you know, because yes. there's a lot of stabbing with the knife hands or whatever because, you call yeah. them.
1: Yeah, but also there was way less CGI than in 300. Like, they oh, they yeah. this movie was made with as little CGI as possible, actually.
0: Yeah, but there was a lot. There was a lot of slash and slop and blood up and down when these characters are slicing through people here. What do you want to cover in technicals?
1: The acting. I thought it was superb all around.
0: Okay, I don't. You're well, gonna... you
1: don't like Patrick Stewart, so.
0: Yeah, but he was fine. I wasn't going to criticize him. I mean, I don't think he was great or stellar, win no award or anything. I mean, he was just there personally to me and you're gonna hate this because Hugh Jackman's her man she wants him is I think the girl was the best actress in this yeah I agree she was incredible she looked woofy at times some of the looks she gave oh and I hope I didn't spoil something with that but With her character, she was very intense and had this really creepy look about her to not mess with her. And I really appreciated the acting stunt work and camera work dealing with the flipping and her complete obliteration of characters.
1: Yeah, actually, the director liked the stunt girl so much, like the one that played her in the battle scenes, that he gave her a role in the movie. She was one of the friend mutants.
0: Oh, really? I yeah, didn't but, I know mean, she that. she
1: was. I mean, both. I mean, here to talk about this character of Laura, you you do have to talk about the girl, the the Daphne Keen girl, and the stunt girl, because oh my goodness, these scenes where she fights are out of this plan. but planet. you would never know that was a you stunt would never, double no not ever it you, was so good
0: yeah like i said it's a lot of fast action but like when they got these big budget these monster action movies they know how to film it cut it edit it and all this so it looks real i will say there was a couple scenes with hugh jackman up towards the end when he takes the serum and goes angrily mad that looked a little fake when he was running a couple times i don't know if you picked that up
1: i just saw one scene where it looked like the the screen was like yeah. stretched thin somehow
0: yeah and you but could say it. it wasn't him and, and it was like digital manipulation somehow cuz like hair wasn't moving there and they actually changed his hair because of this story a few times in this movie. So it, it was a couple speed up moments with him that were a little off, I think, but with the girl, I thought it was incredible. Back to the acting, you know, I I just I mean I know this role made the guy and I just don't like his character. It's not that I don't like Hugh Jackman. I've seen him in a couple movies I liked him in and I think he's a fine actor. I'm not saying he's not a good actor at all but i don't know it's just this character it's just no personality and in the couple that i've seen he's that same character like i like some levity in movies not comedy but i like to see smiles at time to show different ranges and different emotions and just this character doesn't have those emotions in the ones i've seen they're just one-noted So I don't think it was like a stellar performance by no means because there wasn't a wide range here of what's going on. All right, let's move into the sound. And I'm a little disappointed with that.
1: Was this supposed to be Atmos?
0: Yes, it was.
1: Oh, well. (laughs) i think that, give, that that tells you everything yeah well I, that's yeah. in
0: the 4k though i'm just talking about the score itself and yeah. the action scenes. i mean
1: sound it, was okay
0: yeah it didn't get you involved in the action scenes for some reason you know when i went through there's 25 tracks on this soundtrack here and i had trouble picking out a couple for this episode here because i just didn't like them like i don't think they fit very well to the movie and what was actually happening on screen
1: okay yeah i, I just thought it was okay i mean but it, it was nothing to say wow the sound right. in this movie yeah, no. surrounds, Not really.
0: there was like one standout scene for sound yeah outside of that you know it's really not much to talk about now since you're saying this was nominated for the screenplay
1: Mm -hmm. best adapted screenplay
0: so story i like the story i was into this movie i this is the second time i seen i don't think i've seen it all the way through the first time but it was engaging it was interesting when this twist comes into play it's really ramps up and i think Most people get more involved because it's a cool twist. And if you don't know that's coming, you'd be shocked. Especially when it first happens, Phantom, with the Patrick Stewart character, when you think he's dreaming or waking up. Mm -hmm. That was pivotal there. And you didn't see that scene coming, did you, the first time you watched that? No. That was... What was it for you? Was it exhilarating or sad or what?
1: Ooh, it, it was very unexpected. I, like, I remember I felt, uh, yeah, sad is a good word. When I first saw Patrick Stewart, like the way he was, it just felt so, I mean, I know these people, you know? I, I've seen pretty much all the movies they've been in and seeing them like this, it, it just hurts, <laughs> it was sad yeah
0: all right i'm ready you ready yeah i'm straight up six and rental i think this is definitely worth a watch whether you know the x-men movies or not i primarily don't i enjoyed the film it's too long i think there's a 20 minute segment they could have abbreviated taken out And that would have got, because it was a struggle to finish it. I think they got quite a bit of filler in here. Now, this is a conclusion to this character without going too much into it. So, I understand it. I think it was a decent movie. I mean, I'm glad there wasn't no comedy in it. You know, I don't like comedy thrown in. There was no, like, silly one-liners or puns or things like that but i think it was good like yeah the bad guy wasn't the greatest with the robot arm which i did like that scene which was a real robotic arm which was cool it wasn't digital or nothing You know, it reminds me of Terminator a little bit uh, when he cuts his arm off and stuff like that. But the bad guys, you know, they were, it could have been better, it could have been bigger stars that maybe would have been more exciting. And a little too much drama, but I did like the ending. So I say rent it, six, it's a good
1: movie. I think it's an eight and I think you should buy it (laughs) because I really like it so that's it
0: all right 4k disc lady phantom now i was made aware that there's actually a four disc set to this that has the black and white version to logan that is not the one we have
1: no no apparently like hugh jackman took some black and white pictures during production and the director saw them and he was like, oh, this is cool. So he wanted to release the movie in black and white.
0: Right. So, to let you know out there, there's two different 4K versions you can buy the one we have, which just has the 4K, the Blu ray, some special features, and the digital. And then there's one that has another full 4K disc with it in complete black and white. Are you interested in seeing something like that?
1: Not really. Yeah, I
0: don't know what that would do
1: no 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 uh, not really
0: (laughs) i think that'd take away all right so start it up phantom visual quality
1: i think it is good it is definitely not up there with the best of the best because of the movie itself i mean it has very nice takes some landscape scenes that are really nice a lot of light and everything but in general it is a bleaker kind of movie so yeah, but it, I mean, it is. it has no grain. It has very nice dark blacks, very nice So you're going to go
0: to another creative intent here. You're not going to call this a money grab because there's very little HDR in this movie. No, I'm not. All right, because this is visually impeccable, I'll say. Yeah. It's clear. You can make out textures, black levels, fine. But the problem is there's only one... I would say standout scene and it happens for three seconds.
1: The one with the sky? Yes. Oh, that was beautiful. it, It was almost
0: like out of place, like a scene was coming to a conclusion. They went to this scene for three seconds and then it went to like the next day.
1: Yeah, but no, I wouldn't call it a money grab. I mean, there are other scenes where you see that something is really dark and then a light shines on someone's face and that kind of contrast i think is very enjoyable in 4k so that's fine so with you me.
0: wouldn't I like to see this one upped well the contrast because there's a lot of fire scenes here and
1: yeah i mean i won't say that
0: Beheadings left and right in this movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, of course, HDR was not used to the full extent that it could have been used, but it's not a money grab either. No, I won't call it that. Okay,
0: I just will say it's way underutilized here. It's more to what I think Phantom's implying is that this is a creative intent movie, they wanted it more bleak and dark. But for what reason, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me because when it was in the daylight scenes, it was bright, it was vivid, but they didn't have that wide contrast ratio. So you got no popping off the screen here. Nothing that you could feel like you could touch coming off the screen or that you were involved in the action. It maintained a filmic feel, a uh, widescreen screen. You know, because this was a pretty wide letterbox movie. Um, Forget the ratio, like 178 to one or something. So there is a lot of landscapes going on, but nothing like vibrantly great or anything. But it was clear, you know, that this is a touch above the least expected to me on 4K. Mm -hmm. you know that's becoming a mainstay to me this movie's good it looks clear you can see textures black levels is probably the standout wide color gamut wasn't used really there's a couple daylight scenes that you might get some more shades or something over blu-ray and stuff like that but this one really shines more on the shadow detail in the black levels, I think, Phantom, because nothing did get lost. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and then you can see, I mean, there are, there's a lot of texture of skins, especially on this movie, because they do use a lot of makeup. And I mean, Hugh Jackman is made to look older. And they show his skin you know his scars here and there yeah that there's, was
0: good uh we didn't talk about that the practical effects of his uh like scrape wounds and his yeah, belly there's one, was
1: yeah there's a scene where he's in a hospital and they show like uh, some deep gashes on his belly and they look incredible
0: yes and all the scars on his back yeah. and shoulders and things yes that to me, was the best part of this movie, and we didn't even talk about that in technicals because I guess remembered, is the practicals here. Even when the girl was throwing the head, I thought that head looked pretty good, too, and I've seen a lot of heads watching a lot of horror movies. Yeah. And it was done really well. All right, we already stated this was Atmos, but no overheads to speak of. I
1: couldn't catch a single overhead.
0: No. There was some surrounds, basically yeah. two scenes that they perked up a little bit. Bass, nothing special with the bass either. It was there decent.
1: Was, it was decent, but nothing to, to yeah, go like, wow. nothing to
0: rumble, nothing to mm-hmm. like stands out. You probably couldn't even stay to scene that like, oh yeah, I was impactful. No, but it was solid. I yeah. mean, it sounds good. you never lost dialogue i mean that's so petty that's going back to movie making history you should always be able to hear but a lot of them you can't so we have that okay let's get into those special features on the 4k there is none but a commentary but what's on that blu-ray
1: we have making logan then deleted scenes with optional audio commentary by the director And audio commentary by director James Mangold. That's it.
0: (laughs) All right, Lady Phantom. So, have you watched them? This is your movie. Nope. And you won't be, I don't think. Nothing perks out to you.
1: Yeah, The Making, yeah. I would watch that. But I have never been interested in audio commentary, so.
0: Even for some of your favorite movies? Even. All right.
1: I mean, I don't doubt that they are interesting but uh, when i'm watching the movie i want to watch the movie i don't want to hear people talk about the movie
0: but they're made for learning if you really love a movie to me because i'm not a big commentary person only a couple of my favorite movies have i ever sat through a whole commentary but a lot of people do like it it is an extra it is a reason you know the discs are more so you have that but i will mention that funnily enough The Atmos track is not on the Blu-ray, so if you're looking to just get the Blu-ray, there's no Atmos, but it's fairly used, so it doesn't matter here, so they didn't produce it well. Okay, for Bill Shetty here, this is bare minimum. A scene or two stands out. That's where I'm giving this movie credit. The practicals really shined in certain scenes, but a lot of it was really fast. You can't really notice too much. But this is above average. It's a B minus and it's worthy. If this is a movie for you, get it on 4K. Yeah,
1: I agree. I think B minus is very fair because it really looks very good. I mean, it does look very good. Unfortunately, it's not using the HDR as much as I would like. And the sound is lacking. But B minus is fine. I think it is worthy.
0: That's wrapping up episode 75 logan now if we do cover any more in the x-men franchise lady phantom where will they be listed
1: they will be listed on billsheddy.com we will do a written review and why were you so
0: adamant that you wanted this one on audio because it could have been written too.
1: because it's a very interesting movie and i like it
0: you think a lot of people will be interested in this one yeah. Alright. <laughs> so then let
1: the fans know
0: what to do, where to get our subscription.
1: Billshetty.com. You can find every link known to man there to places to subscribe, to letterboxed, to anything you want. And follow me on Twitter, Lady 74 and please sign that guest book where you can let us know how you feel. What you want give us your requests, recommendations, suggestions anything you want you can do it in the guestbook billshetty.com
0: and I am Bill Shetty and that was just Lady Phantom and you've been listening to movies in 4k the podcast for your 4k movie reviews spoiler free right
1: Phantom yep
0: we'll catch you on the next one.